I want to see the original. I, the, the original guy who recorded this. Wait, is it just like a TikTok song? one girl. I think the girls was like, oh, when I'm teaching my, or when my white boyfriend is leading prison worship. Oh my god! As the guy was not saying, Sabbath <laughs> <laughs> be She was not smiling like, yeah, yeah baby, <laughs> let's go, bro. The fact that he posted, say, oh my god. That's a very stupid people before starting that way, but anyways, guys, we love it. We have started with Jesus, yeah, man. Yes, hey, can you guys hear me well? Yep, yeah, sound perfect, great. My G. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Fake Deep Radio. That's what's up. We are here for a very special episode, yes. Um, anyways, before we even get into all that, because this episode it did very, very Jim, 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 Jim. Like, like chicken thighs. What? <laughs> what is chicken thighs? It's never thick. Is that what you're saying? What? what are you saying, bro? That was, that was a bit we're, just, we're just talking about nutrition now. No, that's why. Yeah, yeah, actually. Yeah, David is the We're thinking about food. Else. Yes, man. I'm trying to be healthy. Everybody should be He's keeping us in check now. I love it. Oh, I know they follow Amsha, but, but did they try. But guess what I ate yesterday? Oh, tell, tell me. Jello fries and assorted me. God, that's standard ah, channel. You want me? Now, balanced diet that's that's so unhealthy. Bro, you get bro. carbs for day. There's a lot of carbs, and it was no protein day for day. Fucking no, 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 no. I'm not vegan. No. I chop meat, but <laughs> <laughs> but like you know, you have to balance your food. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> this started because we do say chicken tires. We're all good. We had a bit of alcohol yesterday. Ah, uh, not just small so. refreshments. Oh now. yeah, you guys went for one Afro beats. I be at my piano. Thing. No, no, no. We didn't go actually. Well, it's not a fashion to, show. So we actually went to a fashion art Toronto. Yes, yeah, okay. it was really good. It's it's happening all weekend. So were there any exciting designers? That you oh saw? yes, yes. Um, I saw Charles Charles Lou. Oh, Charles Lou's stuff was really really good. Um, Interesting. And then yeah, there's a few. I, I mean, I can't remember the names of all the designers I saw, but there were a few guys that actually stood out. They are, like I said, the show is running through the entire weekend. So this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, I don't think I'll go for any of the other ones. So. I have one yeah. question, actually. So I saw on your story, you posted one guy where they carry axe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I beg, why person they yeah. carry axe for fashion? Was <laughs> fashion the thing is, that particular collection, <laughs> the particular collection, I think the concept of that collection was like edgy. Um, I don't know whether he was trying to highlight the I don't know violence. It looked like in, street, in black street, street fashion, culture because yeah. there's also like prison connotations in that, right. like gang violence stuff in that way. Like a lot of the models had like, I mean, the clothes had like red bandana design and blue bandana yeah. design. Right, you know, blood and crips. the blood and yeah. crips. Okay. And then I think there was this bag that he had, which I I found really cool. And on the bag, he wrote "Fresh Home." Yeah. Right. Because like you know that's what people say when obviously you just come out of jail. Oh, right? Yeah. Okay. So like the bag itself. Yeah, like, I know, I so it's basically like a. Of course, you know, because I'm, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I never reached that side. You never, you never got jail before. <laughs> thankfully. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> but yeah, so like on the bag, you had like fresh home. And I found, I found it really cool. That's but nice. the axe was, was the tip of the iceberg. Like people, like that show, I think somebody came out with, um, some people had guns. Ah, ah, fake, ah. fake guns, obviously. Ah, um, ah, fake we know they're US. So guns. Oh, in Texas. Some people had like, obviously, the axe. And then there was a guy with like a skull face. I was riding on a bicycle. It was actually quite cool. Ooh, like the whole concept. That like, sounds the way nice. He, the way he did, you know, his creative director. Was that Charles Luz? No, that wasn't Charles Luz. Someone else. I can't remember what the guy's name. I'll find it and I'll put it. But interesting, like, interesting. Yeah, it was quite nice. Um, well, you had a good nice. weekend, though. I that's, love it. I mean, it was one night. Yeah, right. <laughs> Beginning of the good. weekend, yeah. And then, but I mean, then we tried to get into Carissa, but, yo, apparently, it, think, it seems like the entire Toronto... I'm on Toronto. The streets are open. What's Guys, up? Guys, summer is back outside. now. You What's know the good? vibes. What's up? We outside. Summer twins day to the last dance. We outside. We outside. We outside. Anyways, 
we are here for you know is mental health awareness month yeah, that's what's up now. i don't know if it's global or sure. i think it's, um, it's an american holiday but kind of like everybody. holiday is <laughs> that it's like i swear it should be on ho- when i googled holiday. it was like american mental health awareness month yeah interesting you know anything america is doing we Canada tend to follow no necessarily kind of i think the whole world just follows yeah. them like sheep because i don't know why we <laughs> care about the news and what's going on but i thought it was Bro, that's a bit deep <laughs> no no why is american news the news that everybody is watching like i guess american, american news is mainstream media now yeah. yeah that's what i'm saying that that's yeah. bullshit like there's yeah. serious things happening everywhere in the world too yeah man you know yeah. but anyways so i thought it was a good um time to like reflect on mental health and yeah, just man. talk about it and just have a you know generally an yeah. open discussion black men our, me- our mental is in fucking um, trenches man um, um, bro. Like to you. You know, it's just, just men in from general. the streets man you know? <laughs> when i was hosting the underground before i blew up my guy say hosting underground hey man don't fucking kill me this guy don't worry now we did come i love that i'm about to blow up i'm about to blow up but yeah so um, I think a good place to start is like when did you become aware of your mental health? Like that was even a thing. Oh, that mental health was worry, care about. When did it enter your consciousness? That's an, a Definitely very interesting for me question. When I came to Canada, for sure. Yeah. Like back home, I to be honest, because like Nigeria and Africa, like the continent is carrying generational trauma. Mm-hmm. Like literally, our parents experience shit. Mm-hmm. That, their, their, that their parents did to them, their own parents experienced shit, and then them to the, the transfers onto the kids as well. Yeah. That's why we have, anyways. But we just they catch crews, they go out party, they chill, they relax, they chop child, everything. But then when you come here, it's like you, that separation from that world of everything you know. It's like you're now like isolated, you're in a new environment, and you actually start to like check yourself yeah. out more, like more waiting to happen for you. And I think for me, when I came here, like I was like, "Shit, man!" I started like just reflecting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel you. For me, it's similar, right? I would say the first time I really got aware of my mental health and I started to realize, like, you know, shit, I might be actually going through shit, was when I came to Canada. And I think the first reason was I was lonely. Yeah. Like I came to Cambridge, it was I didn't know anybody in Canada. Mm-hmm. I only know knew doing and doing was in Toronto, right? Yeah. It was just me, and in this whole new environment where like culturally you don't connect you're not used to the culture here yeah. you're not you don't have friends here you're yeah. all alone you have to start making connections yeah. it it wasn't that easy you know you're used to the fact that you know i come back from work or school and then i have my guys that i can just hang out with mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. talk mm-hmm. to even if it's just fucking talking to right yeah. like it's so chill yeah and yeah i think as i started struggling with that a bit and mm-hmm. it took it took a while till like i grew that circle of friends yeah. or, or people i could connect to and yeah. then and then it started to get better but that was yeah. the first time i started to realize i th- off my i yeah. said realize my mental health and realized yeah. like you know yeah there might be something off yeah i think for, I, I think it actually comes down to two things right Based on like what you guys have been saying and yeah. the things I've been thinking about, like my mental health, I think first things first, like being back home in Nigeria, like growing up, there was a lot of distractions. Yeah. Right. Like Udu said, like it's a lot of things that you do on a day to day, a lot of things that you have to deal with on a day to day that it doesn't Distract give you a lot you. of time to be alone with your own thoughts. Yeah. Right. Because I feel like that is when you are alone with your thoughts, that's when you actually realize or you know understand that you might actually have you know some issues with your mental health. Yeah. You might actually start to be a bit more recognizable about like your mental well being. Right. And then another thing, it actually comes down to is a a, 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 
how I put it? Self-identity in a sense, mm. right? Like when you start to understand your identity. That's why it's quite common for people to start to understand their mental health when they leave Nigeria, when they leave the country that they were born. Yeah. Because in Nigeria, you are just another Nigerian, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody around you is kind of like, has similar experiences, similar culture, so the exact normal. same thing, right? That yeah. you guys have all lived with yeah. throughout. So, you know, these are things that everybody around you can relate to, right? But then when you come to, when you leave Nigeria and you come to a different country, right? And you're around people that are not from the same culture, most likely not the same race, not the same experiences. That's when that feeling of isolation comes because mm-hmm. only you can really relate to what it is that you've been yep. through. That's when yeah. you become a bit more aware of the issues that you have. So that being said, right, I think for me, it's weirdly enough, like the first time I actually got aware of my mental health was actually when I left secondary school and when I was in CU. Oh, right. Interesting. Yeah. Why? Okay, okay, CU, that's, that's an interesting point to bring yeah. up there because I won't lie to you, man, CU was, CU was aggressive. Now that I think about it, but I I, I wasn't like aware of yeah. it. I just knew that oh, more shit is hard. Yeah. But <laughs> like, what events do you think now, really so you led think to that? The thing about CU is that a lot of people that were in CU, the reason yeah. I'm pretty sure a lot of people's mental health were in trenches, right? Of but oh, most because definitely. you are with a lot of people that share the same experience as you, yeah. right? There's that feeling of isolation really isn't there. Mm-hmm. But for mm-hmm. me, my experience was very different because I went to CU almost as a mistake. Yeah. Right, and from the moment I was in the school to the moment I left, I felt like I didn't belong there, and I felt like I I, I was going to leave, and I'm, I need to leave here. So it was like almost as if I was in a cage, kind of thing. Yeah. Basically, that's mm-hmm. that's why my uh, like my mental health was not in the best of states at that time, especially because like my dream and my aspirations, like I felt like staying there because I was even studying the course I wanted to study. Yeah. It felt like I was so young yet, yet my life is literally crum- crumbling in front of me, mm-hmm. yeah. basically. Yeah. But Ibe, how about you? No, I like I agree with you guys, like. It's hard to it's hard to see problems with something mm-hmm. if you don't have anything to contrast it against. Yeah. Yeah. So like like a lot of things just happening in my life up until I moved away from Nigeria, we're just like that's what life is. Do mm-hmm. you have like a stark difference to contrast it against? So yeah. when I moved in 2016, my life up until then was school. I had my friends from school. I, yeah. I lived with my family. Everything was cool. There were problematic things, obviously, yeah. but they never clicked in my psyche as mm-hmm. problematic. Mm-hmm. So I moved and I think looking back now, like three years, no, actually six years later, I can I I think I'm not going to self-diagnose myself, but I think there's a thing about the weather change here yeah. mm-hmm. that really, really affects me of mentally. Yeah. Yep. And I came in the winter. Mm-hmm. So I came in no no winter. It was fall, it was September, but yeah. it was really cold. Winter, yeah. So just you know, those gray days, no sun, like really, really cold outside. It really affected me, like my mm-hmm. whole first year when I was here. Then I started to really observe that, okay, like just, I, I lived in a basement too, so I didn't get access to a lot of natural God light. Damn it. Yeah. So it was, it, it, it like it sucked. That's mm-hmm. when I think it like it dawned on me that, okay, yeah. there's actually another part of your health that yeah. you need to pay attention, yeah, not exactly. just physical. Yeah. And then what it's, happened? Yeah. What? what happened? <laughs> I see, I see where you're going with this. This fucker. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> tell us now. Tell the people. They no, want to like, know. So I was alone with my brother, my younger brother, up it's until coming, coming. Um, 2017. <laughs> and this fucker would do move there. Yeah. You're not a like, mental health messiah. Oh, the sunshine, the sunshine <laughs> came to your life. I, I love that. Ooh. That should be new on this episode. Mental health messiah. You should fuck with that. That's bad. No, but at least I had someone like I could MHM, to. MHM, we're in like um, school together and stuff, yeah. but I think that's that's the moment I can trace it to that like 
it was there was just something yeah. was off. Yeah. But he now he allowed me to now reflect on all the things that were wrong with mm-hmm. just my whole experience exactly. of yeah. life up yeah. until that point. Things that yeah. you never address because they just seem normal. Yeah. It's like they are, I can't even start getting yeah. into it. There's too much. And <laughs> I think it's also I think growth and responsibility plays a huge factor in it as well. Yeah. Yes. Right. When you eventually get to the point where you're actually like responsible for yourself, that's when you realize that a lot of things that happened back then in your life and in your childhood actually affects you know the decisions you make now and like the way who you become the way you are the way you yeah. react and the way you react things. to a lot of things yeah. Yeah. Right? like stress exactly like so yeah. that also plays a big factor so i have a question for you guys right like you've touched on something where like you know your experiences growing up and mm-hmm. things you go through kind of yeah. sculpts who you become yeah and inherently that affects your mental health right mm-hmm. as you said like when you start having responsibility when you start paying your own rent when you start having to take care of all these other things in life right yeah. it's Yes, it takes a toll on you, mm-hmm. but then you start to realize, at least for me personally, I don't know about you guys, which is kind of the question, right? Yeah. I started to realize like little things, whether my parents or whether society or school or yeah. things I went through, mm-hmm. are kind of the reason why I behave the way I behave now, yeah. right? And sometimes that kind of affects you negatively mentally, right? Yeah. And then you, once you become aware of that, you kind of like adjust yourself if, if you're able to be aware enough to that, yeah. right? What do you guys think about that? Like, what do you think, how do you think the relationship between, like, you know, things you experience growing up in society or in community affects you now? I think... And your mental health. Yeah. For me personally, I'm very good at suppressing emotions. Mm. Like, I'm really, really good I at that. I think that's, like, most most, most African I men, especially. Th- yes, in general, but I think my own is deep. Mm. Because I remember, this is a deep story, but <laughs> I actually had a near-death experience in Nigeria. Interesting. When wow. I was, like, 17 or 18. Wow. It was deep. And... I just went home and pretended like everything was good. Next day, I went to my guy's house playing FIFA. <laughs> you didn't actually address it. I didn't tell anybody. I didn't. I just. I just carried on like, like everything was, was cool. And mm. at that time, I was just like, "Oh more, my smalls. What is happening? Next day, I went. I was chilling. I was like, "Yeah, hey, not nothing." But I can never forget that experience. Yeah. And it's something I've never even had a chance to unpack. And also, yeah. just because as a young Nigerian, right? Like, you know, you finish school i haven't even had like these people like uh, i say these people but people who grew up here in the west after when they finish damn <laughs> no right. but no but that's not, that's not my when, when they finish school right you can have some time to relax to travel to see to understand yourself right it's like as a young nigerian you finish school you finish, back, finish to back, to high back, school back. next day entered university university finished nyc nyc finished like Back to back, you don't have time. It's almost as if life is scripted. Exactly. Because yeah. yeah. somebody, you're on a time limit, right? Yeah. Somebody's paying your tuition. Yeah. Somebody has energy to do all that for you. And yeah. it's like, you don't have time to assess yourself and know what's going on. Mm-hmm. You just have to keep going. So oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, just to, to answer your question, like, and I've noticed, I've, I had to like, I think over the past like one, two years, like really sit down and assess myself. And that's how I started to know, okay, how a lot of, I just started to reflect that, oh shit, this uh, that's a that's a big deal. You mm-hmm. were what seventeen years old, a mm-hmm. kid, and it was deep, and you just forgot about it. And all these things, that's the thing. All these things just stop. Your subconscious is keeping score, yeah. right? Like Absolutely. I, as you as you go older, these things will start to come out and start yeah. to affect your life. So, I've that's be, I, that's what I've been doing, especially like this year, like looking back at all the things that happened to me and like seeing how they're making me who I am today. And you know, it's about. It's about looking in the mirror, unpacking all that stuff mm-hmm. and seeing that you're not the way you see yourself is not the way other people see you. Um mm-hmm. 
and that like you have a lot of flaws that came from your story, mm-hmm. but you have to look at those flaws, look at the good things as well, and fall in love with the two of them and accept who you are. And mm-hmm. like, mm. So it's, it's yeah. just it's that whole story I like going yeah. back and unpacking. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like I like a phrase you used there, which was that your subconscious keeps score, mm-hmm. and I think that's that's like a, a way to define trauma. Yeah. That like trauma just generally has a bad connotation, but yeah. it's not necessarily bad. It could be like if like things that happened in, um, before that had you know a good like effect on your life mm. can be the reason that like you do things differently when yeah. you're older. But it's, it's the same for like <coughs> bad stuff that you may not have that you may not have addressed like, yeah. when you were younger. For sure. And there's just you know there's a lot of stuff that like w- w- that just happens that like things you see mm-hmm. like. How would I put it? Just the way people treat people. Like there's, th- there was just this general culture. I remember growing up of like a house help mm-hmm. or somebody who was like a housekeeper mm. in dom- in domestic situations. Yeah. And something just never really sat right with me about how they got treated. Mm-hmm. But it was normal. Mm-hmm. It was not anything anybody like. I saw it in literally every house I went to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The house help is just you know like Jesus, and that's just th- fucked up. And I was just like you know. It's, it's like came out of like okay, life doesn't actually have to be that. You, you somebody can work for you, but you can treat them with respect. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. even here, people have maids yeah. or people that have like um, people that take care of their kids or you know people that work for you. And yeah. you can but, see the difference. But there's a there's a difference. Yeah. But they there is just like there's it's weird. I can't explain it to be honest. Uh, in Nigeria, we just don't really have empathy and respect for basic human life. Kai, that our that's, a, that's a strong statement. Too. No, well, it, just our agree like, that Nigeria doesn't respect life. In it's general. like we don't. It's very hard for people to see. Like in Nigeria, it's very hard. Well, it's, I know it's a strong t- statement, but it's, it's it's hard for people to see everybody around them as human first before everything else. Oh in Nigeria, right. you are you are hmm. you are you are viewed with a lot of labels, right? You are either someone's husband, someone's wife, a Yoruba man, an Igbo man, or a Hausa man, a this True. or a that, or, or a doctor, rich or and or a poor liberal, person, right? A rich person or a poor person, right? It's kind of hard for people to actually look at people as you know human in its core in Nigeria, and that's why I feel like once you know you are you are a bit aware to that or of that, mm-hmm. and you can actually see people as human beings first before anything else, that's when things like obviously treating you know your domestic help or you know, people that are low your security, your security with respect, right? and, yeah. and it's like I, that's that's an interesting. And I'm not, they're not supposed to call them side, just basic respect, like just like, treat them like exactly. Like I, I actually had yep. this experience during my NYSC, which is like, like with my mental, I can track like key moments of things that have happened that have actually like just changed the way, like formed who I am now, and just with something that you guys are saying. Like I was living in Lekki during my NYSC, mm-hmm. um, and I think for a time it was interesting because where. I was I was staying okay I had the, I had a place in Aja, but then I moved to Lekki, and I was staying in Lekki for a while. I beg. <laughs> but where 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 I was staying right like just behind us was like because you know how Nigerian um, apartment buildings are. There's an apartment building and then behind it is like boys quarters, boys quarters yeah. where a lot of like the maids and so I was I was really seeing their life. In a very different way. And it was interesting. Because you know when you're growing up in a ABJ, chilling, you know, normal, normal, mm-hmm. you don't you don't pay attention to those things like that. Yeah. And, and it just goes to what you're saying, where they don't actually see them like it's just okay, this is just my help or this yeah. is just my this. Yeah. But it's like you realize that man, these people are it's the same. Every all of us here are <laughs> struggling. We're all struggling we're in this life. Yeah, we're all trying to human beings, man. Like But anyways, that's by the way. Um so well, like I, I was thinking 
like all of us have a shared experience of being Nigerian and being like from like Africa, right? Yeah. What do you like? You know, there's this is unsaid, but there are these expectations of like a man mm. that I, I feel like you know mm. they are they are not yet. I think they were formed in a world that is past gone, a world that needed you know like strong men, strong men that will go to war, defend mm-hmm. your family, yeah. farm, all those type of things. Mm-hmm. But the world has changed today, right? Yeah. But I feel like some of those things still linger. Yeah, mm-hmm. do you understand? Even into today's culture. Yeah, like as a man, you can't show emotion. You can't yeah. be vulnerable. You can't be stressed. You can't be tired. You just mm-hmm. have to be like, you know, a yeah. fucking rock star. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's the perfect <laughs> word, actually. <laughs> what do you guys actually think about that stuff? And like, do you feel any personal pressure, even if nobody's putting on you? Do you just feel like that stuff? I f- uh, um, I feel like some of it is important. No, of course, yeah. I feel like some of it is it's not like we we'll strip all of it away mm-hmm. because like at the end of the day there's something that makes a man a man and something that makes a woman a woman. Mm-hmm. Right? I feel like no, inherently, like it's it's just I don't want to go into any deep philosophical whatever now. Mm-hmm. But there's a reason why the yin and yang is so important. Balance. Like there's there's a there's a balance, there's a duality mm-hmm. in life. Yep. Right. Anyways, let's not go into all that. Yeah. <laughs> but there's something that makes a man a man, something that makes a woman. And I'm not saying this on like oh like it, it don't, like a woman can also be masculine. It's, ab- it's not about man or man. It's about masculine and feminine. Yeah. Let me say that because a woman can be masculine and a man can be feminine. So there are those two energies, and there are things that come with the masculine energy. There are things that come with the feminine energy, and a lot mm-hmm. of things that come with masculine energy is all this wanting to be, you know, dominant, wanting to be um, very, very, you know, assertive, mm-hmm. prudent, very, all this type of stuff. You get yeah. Providing yeah. And, and taking charge and all those things. Yeah. And again, like some of those things are good. Yeah. But at the same time, of course, especially as a black man, yeah, there's a lot of pressure that yeah. comes because, you know, the way we were growing up, and I think this is how it was in most homes. Mm-hmm. What we saw was that the man was in charge of the house, mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. like in terms of like providing and just hustling and paying everybody's school fees and all that. Mm-hmm. And the woman had her own role her roles in terms yeah. of like taking care yeah, of equally people. stressful. Equally yeah. stressful. Yeah. Yeah. Right? But it's like on on the man's side we didn't have that you don't have that Leeway. space. Yeah. 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 Like to actually just unpack. Yeah. I cannot even imagine if they decide to open a proper like like mental health facility in, in Nigeria where people can actually go to have like Therapy. Yeah, but left. Bro. Ah, <laughs> I'm not straight up. <laughs> I, I feel like men do their therapy at the beer parlor. Yeah, I swear. I mean, that's, that's true. They are different, <laughs> from, they are different <laughs> from the therapy. Or, or at Allen. <laughs> <laughs> that way. <laughs> that way. To answer your question, neighbor, I think the most important thing, right, is to actually understand the definitions of those words that we used to describe men yeah right you know things like being dominant or being assertive right like i feel like we've looked at those words with a very i would say toxic definition in mm. a sense right like you can be assertive but still be open and vulnerable mm-hmm, of course. you know you can be dominant and still you know have good communication and be able to speak and talk about your feelings talking about your feelings or talking about things that you are going through doesn't necessarily show weakness right yeah, and i course. think that's the yeah. biggest problem that yeah. a lot of people attach mm. to that so vulnerable. vulnerability yeah. right because it's just about being clear and open and being able to you know it's emotional management i guess in a sense right because mm. i feel like it's First of all, that is something that has affected a lot of domestic households in Nigeria, right? Where, like, 
men haven't necessarily fully learned exactly how to manage their emotions because they think okay to be dominant means or to be dominant or to be, be assertive means to be closed off or yeah. means, means to I be can hard show weakness. or means to yeah. show a facade of yeah. you know this strong hard guy you know yeah. and the same thing like it's it, it's it's something that you can see in the media as well like anytime you hear of a hard guy or if 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 i tell you close your eyes and imagine a hard guy what do you think what would you see someone that with a straight face boning you know Mm. Um, 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 muscular or something, right? Or if they say, okay, an alpha male, your head is like, oh, somebody that is big and strong and all of that nonsense. I absolutely hate that word or that concept, that whole alpha shit. Rip your life. Anyways, anyways, so it's like, I feel like once we start to redefine some of these words and these terms, right, people would understand that, okay, it is actually like very normal for you to be a leader and for you to be assertive and still have good open communication yeah. and emotional management. In fact, that's, like, that's actually what makes you a stronger person, I say, Absolutely. in my opinion, right? So that makes being able to be open about emotions and, you know, feelings with the people around you and the people under your care, right? Yeah. That's what makes you a better leader than being hard and being strict and saying, yep. oh, do this or do that. Do you understand and I, what I mean? And I think it goes back to when I was like, this whole generational trauma that we're carrying. Because like, our pa- you can imagine our parents' parents, how mm-hmm. they raised yeah. yeah. right in some very very tough environments most of the time exactly. but in yeah. times of colonial area uh, era yeah. as well and yeah. how to, the things they had to do to survive yeah. and how to raise their kids right yeah. of course then your these our parents can have their own kids mm-hmm. and transfer a lot of those things yeah. on us right and yeah. we just have to follow suit yeah. and it's you know at the end of the day that's why it's good that when we come outside or we, we go to other parts of the world and we see how other you know, things are outside, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it, it actually helps because then yeah. you start to understand, okay, it doesn't actually have to be that. Yeah. For me, like, I don't know, like, I actually plan to get therapy. I've been yeah. procrastinating a lot, but it's something I want to really do this year when I just get a lot of some of the stuff that right in front of my plate now done and talk to a professional about it. But for me, I feel like it comes in phases, right? In the last, um, in the last one to two years, even though I left that first one I described when I just moved here and I actually got out of that one and became more stable, I've had, I just have fleeting moments of feeling really down. Mm. And for me is, I hold myself to a very high standard. I don't know how to rest. Mm-hmm. I want to do so much because if I'm, I feel guilty when I'm not, when I don't have like a big weight on my plate, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like, I feel, I'm, I, I almost attach myself too much to achieving things that if I don't have those achievements, like I feel like worthless in a way. Mm. So there are times when I'll be doing so much and have so much on my plate and just taking more on that you just break down and you just like distress. Yep. You, you don't know, but like your body is keeping score, right? Mm-hmm. So you're just doing too much and it will be emotional, it will be physical. Then you just break down. In those moments alone, I haven't done, I haven't been the best person about talking about it because I will just, I feel like I'll just retreat and probably be acting weird to the people that are closest to me around me and they will notice. And I might hint a little bit about it, but I still haven't found the language to To express express those emotions. And I just don't have them. It's not like, because there are feelings that you can't really explain. And I'm able to get out of those like swings pretty fast, like a few days if I work out and just kind of divert my energy. But the things that, if you don't really get to the core of why that's happening, it will keep happening. And it's yeah. something I really want to address. Mm. But that's how I'll say it has manifested itself for me. It's just stress, like emotional stress and mental stress because I want to 
I want to achieve everything I can achieve. And if I don't feel like if I if I just rest, I feel like I don't know how to enjoy social times yeah. with people because I feel like why am I why do I get to chill and flex? Mm-hmm. I haven't worked hard enough. Yep. I almost have to work five hundred hours to feel like I deserve one hour of chilling. Mm. Yeah. Do you understand? Mm. And I don't think it's healthy because you need to, you need balance. I feel that a lot because yeah. like I think what you mentioned to that withdrawal one is is a very like it's very difficult to and there's something about and I'm sure there's a science behind this that if someone checks but there's something about when you have a mental when your mental health is down that is almost I don't know if the word is sweet <laughs> but it's like your your body wants it more and you retreat deeper right mm. and they they tell they tell they tell they talk about it in this show Big Mouth right where you have this depression cut and as you have your depression the cut is getting stronger and you want to retreat deeper. Mm. It's, it. it pulls you it in. It pulls you yeah. in and you just want to. That's why some people, when they are sad, they start watching sad movies and cry yeah. and start eating ice cream. Like they want to delve I, deeper in. It's interesting because a lot of times, yeah. like when you're sad, listening to sad music makes you a bit. Like you feel good, but it's, it's not it's helping. Bad that's the thing. It's yeah. like, a, that's it's exactly. like you feel yeah. good, but it's not good. You don't feel good, but you feel. I don't know how to explain it. That's why I said the word is not sweet. Yeah. But it's like your body wants it and it's very terrible. It's pulling you in. But I think for me, I think. The more recent one that I had was, of course, during the pandemic. Ooh. I think the pandemic affected me. In, I mean, uh, already I'm not that extrovert. I think I'm a more of like an ambivert, but leaning towards of being an introvert. Yeah. But during the pandemic, man, I just, I went, like, I didn't want, social interactions were so stressful for yep. me. So yeah. stressful for me. I'd rather just be by myself. Yeah. And that shit is not healthy. Mm-hmm. Um just reflecting on what um, Abel said in terms of like the pressure and that goes back to the topic that we're on about the pressure of a black man where you just feel like you need to you need to work you need to be achieving this you need to be doing this you need yep. to go 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 <laughs> and it's like we're well, baby boys man like we'll be on. chilling man like we'll yes, be soft yes, yes hustle, be a mix yeah yes hustle but yeah, you should have definitely have time to relax balance, yeah. Yeah. I want to get flued out <laughs> <laughs> I see <laughs> I'm shake my nah but I think I think I'll go off what Udu said right like Again, if I would give my most recent like experience with like going through stuff like this, I would say it was when like I was trying to change jobs and I was at the mm-hmm. end of my last cycle of, of my the end of my last job mm-hmm. and I really started to feel quite uneasy about the job. It was primarily I feel about I wasn't feeling fulfilled at the job. I felt mm-hmm. like I wanted to do more in the job in my life. And then that just kind of as you said, like you keep diving deeper and deeper, right? Like it's then ex- I know at the core of it was about the job, but then I said questioning other aspects of my life, mm-hmm. right? And then that just made me like, I I I think depressed is a very is a bit very strong, but like just unhappy and easy and just not in my regular state. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, similar to what two of you said, when I was in those situations, like it made me feel like. I don't really want to be around too many people. Yeah, yeah it's I, I, I want to be on my own. I want to figure this shit out. Because again, I think I have this thing where I don't like to express my problems yeah. to a lot of people, even to my closest guys or to my closest friends, right? Even to family, sometimes it'd be hard to express this side of yourself. Yeah. So you just sit down and I think that's where being alone kind of helps, at least for me in that state. It feels like, okay, you sit down, you decant every all these thoughts, you try to plot out other things. Mm-hmm. But inherently, like I feel having close friends around you who you can open up to helps because yeah. then you can bounce off some of these ideas. They are not... Tr- the point is not for them to validate it. Yeah. The point is not for them to really 
tell you what to do, yeah. but it's just so you can hear yourself speaking these things, and that just helps give you some clarity. Um, I just yeah. wanted to add to my first point that it's not even about not wanting to share. Is it for me? It was like not having the language yeah. to express yeah. what I'm going through and like, feeling, mm-hmm. yeah. but also seeing that like all the models, because we all have models, whether we whether we like it or not, mm-hmm. people that you just subconsciously model your life after. Yeah. Obviously, my life is like the dominant male figures, my yeah. dad, my uncles. Mm-hmm. I just never saw them express their stress. Yeah. 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 I, I would obviously be able to tell that, oh, something is wrong. Maybe work didn't go well. Mm-hmm. It might come out as anger and them lashing out as you. But I never saw them being like, man, I had a long day. Like, like I want to, I never saw how they dealt with <laughs> times of hardship. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it does, it, like I haven't grown up with the tools to be able to express yeah. it and to be able to even say, oh, like, let me share and say, this yeah. is what I'm going through. Yeah. Because to be honest, when a lot of times when you find a way to blurt it out, you just feel 100 times better. Yeah. Just oh, because you get it out of yeah. your mind. Yeah. And, and I think there's something with like hearing, there's something different when you think things in your head and yeah. when you actually hear it, yeah. yourself yeah. saying yeah. those things. Yeah. Like there are times when talking to friends or people around me about my issues solves my issues without them saying one word. Fact. Because yeah. once I hear myself, then I start thinking, oh, fuck this, this, that, like, yeah. what's the solution to that? Yeah. And something you said, and Odus also, like, highlighted on is, like, you know, generational trauma, yeah. right? Like, the fact that we grew up in a society where this is the norm. This is norm. all, this is your world. This is all you know. Your yeah. uncles, your fathers, they are, they are so, like, how many Nigerian households ha- had fathers that everyone was scared of? Do you understand? Like, yeah. this is a normal thing. And then you grow up thinking that this is normal, and then, hence, you don't have that that person or, or, or somewhere where you can learn how to express yourself. Mm-hmm. If we contrast that with like, we've been here in, in, in Canada, in America, right? Yeah. And you see how like, you know, white parents treat their kids. Mm-hmm. Like, they're so open. They want to hear everything about them. They're telling them Girl. all their emotions. Like, no, what you're doing, when, when a kid does something bad, rather than Bro. beating them, On they the go b- like, what you're doing and makes like, me feel this and that and that, so you shouldn't do it. On and, the bus, when I like, see a mother having a full-blown conversation with her child, I'm Bro. like, are you sure this nigga knows what you're talking about? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like, <laughs> and, and I remember, like, just going off what you said, uh, when, I, when, I, when I mentioned that I had, like, that traumatic experience and I came yeah. home and I just suppressed it. Part of the reason why, because I knew that part of me being, uh, part of the reason why I had that experience was because I was, I was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. Mm. Right? So. You fucked up. I, I, <laughs> we'll never <laughs> fuck up. <laughs> That's, I cannot, if I, if I tell anybody that shit, the first thing yeah, I say fuck. is, what were you doing there? Are, yeah. are you mad? <laughs> I think it's so interesting. And they will attack me first. Is, so why would I share it? Yeah. But yeah, no, I, 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 I feel you. And it's, it's something we need to, that's why I think, 99.9999 percent of black men need therapy and therapy is like when ragnik <laughs> <laughs> they're asking ragnik about the problems of manchester united i said he, deep heart surgery. he said it's not some cosmetic cosmetic <laughs> it's open heart surgery, <laughs> open heart that's, surgery. What my, that's what black men need we need to sit down and yeah. open it unpack deep, everything man. and like understand and on top of that mm-hmm. man is losing four zero just to add yeah. wait, wait, wait. four Four zero. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we're talking about how my mental health being a good place. Man, you actually like contribute to a lot of my mental health. Yeah, your only therapy, I can't even lie at exactly. this point. Like <laughs> serious <laughs> therapy. You put, see, 
In this case, I can call you people weak. <laughs> Wait, why are you call? Is it because you've been going through? I'm an Arsenal fan, but that's not normal. I've been going through this for 15 years. Nobody should go through <laughs> that. Guys, and people are just having one Please year of issues. Calm down. Yeah, for me, I will, to I will cry after this. <laughs> after, this after this recording, guy, guy cry, cry right but, now. No, but but just to add to the point you said, like apart from obviously talking to a professional, I think it's also important that like all of us are guys. Of so course. you have guy friends. Mm-hmm. I think we have to like take it upon ourselves to make. That make this make the environment where your your fellow guy friend will be Open can talk enough. to you yeah. about yeah. his emotions yeah. because all of us like I need to do it for my own guy friends. You need to do it for your own guy friends. Someone yeah. needs to do it for me because there's also the environment where if you start to go, you know, just start creeping into it because I know you're always going to ease into it. You won't yeah. just dump. Yeah. Yeah. Then you start to gauge the reactions. You're not like, oh, I, I can't, I can't talk I about can't this. Talk about exactly. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I think we have to take on the responsibility like, as men to I, create that environment. Yep, like, 100%. So you can talk about your emotions because apart it, from just a professional. Exactly, right? It's like, at the end of the day, <laughs> nobody's really going to do it for you as, unless exactly. we start to yeah. do it for ourselves. Exactly. Right? Like, it's in as much as it's, it's good for us to start those conversations, it's also good for us to start taking the actions and mm-hmm. change a lot of all these things and change a lot of all these mindsets as well. Yeah. So, no, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I think, I think you, you, and it starts by just being a good listener, exactly. Yeah. You see, you're, you're listening to a conversation with someone, and the person yeah. is, you can see that this is what they're inkling. You ask them a question, so how do mm-hmm. you, they might not want to share because you've asked, yeah, it's like okay, they start, and then, yeah. and then if you notice yeah. it, right, exactly. that's what you're saying, and yeah. you can't, you can't solve their problems, yeah. but you're just, you just tell them, okay, you're never trying to solve it, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, people just want someone to listen to them, exactly, exactly. and, and that's you, important. You let them know that you're here for them, yeah, and that's the most important and thing. And see, the thing is, and it's also very important to take the initiative with the vulnerability as well of course. because a lot of times people people don't really know that they can be vulnerable to, with you yeah. unless you show them vulnerability first yeah that's exactly. true you know people so mirror, like, that's mirror actually very somebody true. else's mm-hmm. exactly so if like let's yeah, say yeah. it's like matching your energy basically basically because yeah. a lot of times like the drawback is that someone can be like oh they won't know how you would react if you like dump this kind of thing on them so you can actually be the one to initiate exactly right? to exactly. be like you know what i'm going through this going to and the person will exactly. be like oh i'm not true this 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 and that, that right too, and yeah. then Obviously, you guys are not having a very positive conversation exactly. on that. Yeah. You and I think ap- apart from apart from like uh, talking to your friends and like you know therapy, I think exercise, physical exercise, is really important. Yeah. Change my life, bro. Yeah, different forms of physical exercise. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> yeah, of course not. Because you know, you're, you're, you know, you're, you gotta stay active. I meant jogging. We'll continue. <laughs> your mind, your mind, and your body—they're two sides of the same coin. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. like it, when if your if your mind is down, if you if you work your body, you can help the mind. Yeah. And if your body is down, if you work your mind, it, it's it's a two-way thing. I agree. Hundred percent. Yeah. So physical exercise is very good. Um, I would also I know everyone talks about meditation like it's some kind of uh, you know you don't have to sit down and do, but it's about meditation is really about <laughs> connecting. It's really with about your giving. Mind. It's really about just giving yourself your mind space to just let the thoughts run through yeah. you. And it just, you could just take a walk. Take a walk, go to a park, read a book. And that's not the problem with this fucking Canada because half, six months of the year, it's cold as fuck. Well. You, you, well, you can still you do wear, it, wear your, jacket. you wear your jackets, exactly. But yeah, doing those things, going outside, doing yeah. exercise, talking to friends, going for therapy. Like these are yep. things that like really, really help. And having those true friends that like, and being a good friend too. Being a good friend, I think, yeah. like we said, providing yeah. that space where someone can... No judgment, yeah. just listen. Exactly. Yeah, I think the last thing that we didn't touch on, okay, so we've talked about everything here is very relevant, right? Mm-hmm. Like being a good friend, doing all these other things that help you, you know, just open up your mind and yeah. like express yourself. But yeah. this is us doing things for ourselves. But we also need to be aware 
about the next generation, mm-hmm. like tied to everything we spoke about, how mm-hmm. we feel and experience these things mm-hmm. because of generational trauma, things yeah. our parents experience, things our, our fucking grandparents experience, right? Heavy facts, we need bro. to make sure we try to cut cut the way like our kids or the not they don't even have to be our kids, like our cousins or young kids that we interact with, mm-hmm. how we relate to them, so they don't have to feel that it's breaking that's the cycle basically. Exactly, yeah, yeah. and that's I, quite important. I personally well. think that if you're going to make the choice to be a parent, like you should do as like you can't solve all your problems, yeah. but you should do better as much as you can before yeah. you have those kids yeah. to Make sure that you are you are you are mentally yeah. prepared because mm-hmm. yeah. it's a serious job. And and it's a serious job and I also do. think it's very important for people to know that it's not necessary. It's not necessary to have kids. <laughs> yeah. A million percent, I, man. Not like, everybody is not qualified a million to fucking percent. But that's it. That's the difference. But it's very, 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 very important for people to know. Yeah, that's that's the that's the core of this message here, and it's especially we're speaking for it from a male perspective, from a perspective of a black man, and you know to people out there that if you have a friend who you know is a black man t- just listen to them a little bit more yeah, man. You, they might not open up to you immediately yeah. right because of course they do hard guy hard guy but you you need to just provide that space if that's someone yeah. you actually care about mm-hmm. provide that space where they can talk to you yeah. because yeah. it's not easy honestly yeah. take care of your mental health exactly and also i know we live in a very Capitalist society, but please take time to rest. Exactly, Facts. please. You don't have Important. to. Yeah, not. I mean, nobody, nobody, Superman. Let's all just rest. Yeah, like, it, it take time to rest. Call your family. Go out. Enjoy yourself. Life now on. Yes, exactly. guys. I think we what also need to say this, right? Like, we didn't touch on this, which I think is important. Going to therapy is not a bad thing. Going to of therapy course, yes. does not mean there's something completely wrong with of you. Course. Like you don't have to reach the point where you, yes. you are like completely broken down before you have to go for therapy. You, you, you don't it's kind of like eating food or exercising. Yeah. The same way you exercise to like take care of your physical health. Yeah. Like sometimes therapy could be that is what it is. It's the exercising and helping your mental problem, self. The only problem with that therapy be say nah, funds. Funds. Apart from it being But guess what? There are different ways. It doesn't have yeah. to be like yes, going to a apart therapist is one thing. Yeah. Right? Apart from it being expensive, it's also that <laughs> like you have to find the right therapist. True. You can't just talk to any therapist yep. because they are also human. Therapists yep. need therapists. Yeah. Yeah. So it's finding a match of somebody yeah. that works for you. I've heard like yeah. I'm going to go. Like it's yeah. one of my sure. on my to do list this, this well, year. Yeah. I'm definitely going to a session. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Anyways, what have you guys been yeah. enjoying? Put me on some shit. Music, I'm art. Blood Sister as well. Not Nigerian film. I'm not going to lie. I was very, very impressed. Interesting. Like, normally, yeah. like, like uh, Nigerian films always break my heart. <laughs> I watch it and I'm like... Uh, <laughs> Come on, guys. Come on. Come on. But I watched the first episode and I was like... There's no blemish here. Everything is looking proportional, good storyline. No man. blemish. That's that's a strong statement. No, like though. you know the way you watch a typical series, yeah. and it's like, is it that it's boring or it's not? But yeah. you don't see rubbish. Mm-hmm. You don't see somebody doing some corny ass shit. Yeah. Like everything's professional. The scenes are mad. The music is like gang, gang, gang. Everything is good, mm-hmm. right? But this one—that's how this one was. All the technical shit was. Top tier, and the story is actually good. And then I watched episode two, and I was like, "This shit is good." Oh, is it? Is it series? It's a not series. Okay, okay. I watched episode two. I was like, "I actually want to watch more." So, Blood Sisters was really. I'm going really to go. Really I'm going to check I'm, that I'm out. Very interesting, interesting, interesting. What interesting. about you, Ashish? Were you, you put me on anything? Oh, I can't even lie. This week has been crazy. You've been working. Me, You've been working hard. Crazy. Worked too hard to focus Fair on enough. any other thing. That's lovely. That's lovely. Me. To be honest, obviously, <laughs> new music as usual. Yeah. Of course. Um, Steady now. So just dropping it every day. I was listening to Victoria's tape. 
Big Tony is really good. Big Tony is really good. He's the since Amare, he's the person. He's the next person that's giving me like he has a very special voice. Like his vocals, his songwriting, his beat selection. Big Tony is really good. So I've been listening to his new tape. Um, you guys check it out. It's called Outlaws, I think. Right. Yeah, Outlaw, Outlaw. I listened to yesterday. Yeah, it's really it's it's fire. And also, um, I came across. um, I don't know if you guys know Seven O Shake. Yeah. She has. She has. She released a new video for one of for a song called Skin and Bones, right? I love Skin and Bones. That song is beautiful. The video is beautiful. But you know what I love the most about her new album rollout? The album cover. Yeah, it's dope. If you guys have I a chance, we'll it. probably try and put it on the screen. But yeah, the album cover is beautiful. I don't know. I just I came across it this week and I was like, yeah. The, I feel like this conversation for another day, but I, I think I've said this before, but I think the Grammys should definitely have a category for, for album, album art. cover nomination. Of course. Yeah. Album art. Yeah, like designers. It's and very underrated, like honestly. Very, is it? Is necessary very, at this point? It's a very underrated part of music rollout. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, that's that's literally all I've been. For me, what I watched since the last time we recorded, I think for me, um, this is every Nigerian <laughs> musician, every Nigerian performing musician yeah. should go on their YouTube and watch Burna Boy's performance at Madison Square Garden because that is the standard. One yes. nice that space. shit was yes. lit. Yes. yes. Burna is a bad bad boy. The transitions. <laughs> Yeah. God damn, that yeah. shit was fire. No, yeah. was good. It was like I was like the whole production, everything was just so good, man. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed that shit. I've been, I just put it on at work, and I'm just like, man, this guy. Good what, was, guy was it? Was your favorite song that he performed on? I already know all the songs. Yeah, I was no, saying, like, which like, what was the, like the, the pre- section, the previous section. I liked when he was performing the old ones, like yeah. Premi, yeah. like um, like to party. Yeah. When he was just then, there were some parts where he was freestyling a cappella that yeah. was just crazy. Yeah. yeah. Like songs that we've never heard, but it seems like he has built it into his mm. stage performance. Yeah. There was one part about Nigeria where he was really, I think he was like rapping, but it was basically about Nigeria's problems and stuff. Yeah. It's not a real song, it's just yeah. like an interlude that he made. Yeah. That was really fun. I think for Again, me, the yeah. Sungba transition, yeah. wicked. For me, the best part of wicked. that was the beginning, right? Yeah. When Yusu was singing. Yusu Rindo, okay. Yes, when he was singing the intro, basically. I don't know what he was saying. But whatever I was saying, was <laughs> it was spiritual. Do you know yeah. I was? You know the YouTube comments you yeah. be there, right? People were now insulting him. That Bruno, waiting be this, who be this guy? I was Nigeria like, ne- like I was they don't, they don't get mad. it. Anyways. That's a fucking legend. Waiting concern me. Also, um, this guy, I think Bini Fabimi just dropped something. Yes, yes. For his Whoa, yes, right. Yes. And I think it was, I think that was Tanzania, or yeah. was it Tanzania? Danny's video is yeah, crazy, yeah, bro. Like, you guys yeah. should check that shit out. He's yeah. like a cinematographer, photographer, and, and he's doing a fucking great job. He bro. does, and he, he Danny went with. Video he is he went with yeah. what's that guy's name? Um, Tayo, I know. Tayo, I know. To yeah. this remote area, and yeah. there's this mountain called the Mountain of God, Jesus. <laughs> Bro. Anyways, he's, you know, it was a really dope project. Africa has so many gems that yes, we have to see, man. Of course, of course, Anyways, of course. On that note, um, this was a very, very interesting episode. Yeah, and man. Thank you guys for listening so much. I think the boys got a little bit vulnerable. Thank God, yeah. we tried. We tried. Tears. Ah, tears, 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 tears in my eyes, bro. But there's nothing wrong with crying. Of course. Nah, you know, it's all good, man. You know. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys for listening anyway. Yeah, um, man. We really appreciate it. And also, again, like, don't take your me- your mental health. Is, it's not a joke. Take, take that shit seriously. Um, therapy is okay. And be a good friend. Be a good listener to your friends. Um, and yeah, exercise, go outside, try and do things, and don't put too much pressure on yourself, you know? Yeah, anyway, easy. And also, on a very important note, just try to recognize the humanity in everybody around you. Of course, of course. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, subscribe bro. Comment, we want to hear. 
Uh, send money. Send money. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Bye. Peace out, guys. Peace. Awesome. Peace. See you guys soon.